dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Yes, today is Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. Absolutely. We're getting there slowly but surely. I don't know about you guys, but yesterday there was a huge thunder and lightning storm in New Jersey. I was just saying I had all kinds of plans and I didn't go anywhere because it was raining so bad. Uh, Somebody got killed and everything. Yeah, it was was pretty nasty. I was actually out with my uh, daughter. You know, she's going to the prom, so we were prom dress shopping. And that thunder and lightning hit. I was like, baby, the, the the mall, we were in the mall, and the lights flashed to the mall. I said, baby, we got to go. I love those because I'm from South Carolina, so we used to get those all the time where all of a sudden the whole sky goes black, mm-hmm. and it feels like Wu-Tang Clan's triumph beat his plane, and yep. Jesus steps out the sky. I love that. I love it. So it was that was great our, yesterday. That was our day yesterday, so we dipped back home. But tonight, I'm taking, I'm taking all the kids to the circus. And the Universal Universe Soul Circus. And if you've never been to the Universal Soul Circus, they got this this little act that they do with the motorcycles. And I ride motorcycles, so they allow me every year to to do a trick or two in the, in, in the circus. So I'm going to be doing that tonight in and front of the kids. And you are not doing no trick yes, on the motorcycle. I sure am. Tonight, and I'm doing it in front of the kids Do they tonight. take insurance out on you? We good money. I ride motorcycles. We be all right. But this is the, but I don't want to fall in front of my kids. That that'd be embarrassing. What kind of trick are you doing? You just gotta see. I'll videotape it. Tonight. I love the Universal Circus, man. Oh, I just, I'm, I'm always impressed by the way they train those pit bulls and Rottweilers to do those flips and jump through those rings. Of There's fire no pit bulls like or Rottweilers. It's poodles. I love it. I think it's great. There's poodles. Drop There's on no the poodles bombs for the Universal Circus, okay? So I'll be out there in Newark tonight with the fam. All right, that'd All right. be awesome. Now, Jesse Smollett will be joining us this morning. Yeah. Empire comes on tonight, right? Empire comes on tonight. Is season five, season five started already? Yeah. Yes. No. Season no, they five. They're in season four now. Four, four, yeah. four. So, yeah, we'll kick it with Jesse a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about in front page news? Uh, we are going to be talking about America's fittest city. What do you think is the number one most fit city in America? Got to be somewhere in California. Yeah, definitely California somewhere. Wrong. All right. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Starting NBA. LeBron might have a problem. Duh. Celtics beat the Cavaliers last night, 107-94. They lead the series 2-0, and LeBron had a triple-double. 45 points, I think 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and they lost. Uh, Celtics are a great team. Keyword team, T-E-A-M, okay? More than one player contributing to the success of the Boston Celtics. Uh, and they are going to be a beast in the future. Kyrie Irving still coming back next year. Gordon Hayward, and they got a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Boston, drop on the clues bonds for them. And I don't even like the Celtics. And the Phoenix Suns got the first pick in the NF, uh, NBA draft. Now, let's talk uh, the most fit city. 
All right. Well, they actually did this study, the 2018 American Fitness Index. It's the 11th year they've done that. They ranked the 100 largest cities in the nation. That's based on population data that includes information about mental health, about nutrition, smoking, chronic diseases, and overall fitness. They also took into consideration the number of parks and the residents' access to public transportation. And who do you think was number one as far as the fittest city in America? I said somewhere in California, but you said no, so who? Uh, Arlington, Virginia. Arlington, really? Virginia, really? Yes, was number one. All so. the Chick-fil-A's and Waffle Houses and all kind of stuff in Virginia. And well, they have the fit? lowest smoking rate. The highest reports of very good or excellent health compared to the other communities in the index. And they both have a, a balance of both healthy behaviors and community infrastructure. So that's why they are number one. I wonder how they mm. ranking that. Are they, are they ranking that off behavior? You said just healthy behavior? Well, it's about mental health, nutrition, smoking, chronic diseases, and overall fitness. A lot of smoking in Cali, though. I wonder how many people they polled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, actually, California, the, the highest one from California, San Jose, was number nine on the list. Where was New York? Uh, New York was number, I think it was 52. Let Yeesh. me scroll all the Yeesh. way down. Yeah, just throw, just yeah New put, York is number 52. Yeesh. Put New York in rice. Throw them New York all the way away. And L.A. was number 50. But the first three were Arlington, Virginia, then Minneapolis, and then Washington, D.C. Rounded out the top three. D.C.? Okay. Yeah. What else are we talking about, E? Now, let's talk about Facebook. They are saying that they took down 21 million pieces of adult nudity in the first three months of this year. So they have six categories where they really enforce their efforts to remove things that violate their standards. That's graphic violence, adult nudity, sexual activity, terrorist propaganda, hate speech, spam, and fake accounts. So what are people doing on Facebook? Facebook sounds boring. Very boring now. Well, because of all that the, that being removed? Yes. If you're on Facebook, sometimes they send you these things like, uh, this woman wants to talk to you or call me, and then they actually spam your account with those. So a lot of what they did was them removing these spam and fake accounts that were promoting nudity and sexual content. That's about uh, 96% of those things that were removed, but it only took down about uh, 2.5 million pieces of hate speech during that period, and only 38% of that was flagged by its algorithm. So they said their technology still doesn't work that well, and they need to check that by their review teams for hate speech. I want Instagram to remove this young lady who keeps hitting me talking about she got her herpes removed with herbal supplements. I, I keep getting that too. And my dumb ass reads it every, every time. time. And you're like, ooh. Yeah, because it's written like a real <laughs> message. So I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, why do I fall for this every time? And mm-hmm. who actually wants to get a cartoon of, drawn of themselves? Oh, I hate the cartoon thing. Of those. I don't know how he does that or how they, they do that. Up. Oh my goodness. I don't even know why that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I got my herpes removed with herbal supplements. Girl, I've been reading about Dr. Sebi all my life. Okay? Sebi. Sebi. Oh, Sebi. You knew to this. Okay? Mm. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible morning, or maybe you just feel blessed and you just want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. You want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Yeah, you any of these. Hey, what up, though? Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. You must be from Detroit. Hey, what who's up, definitely though? from Detroit. <laughs> Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, nah, I just wanted to wish everybody a positive, productive day. And, uh, you know, go get it. Go okay. get it. All right, enough said, brother. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's up? Get it off your chest. Yo, I'm blessed this morning. God woke me up. Got a baby due any day this week. My, my wife's home waiting for me. Um, you know, I have a two-hour commute to work every day, but, you know, God makes it work. 
And I just want to say I listen to you every morning. And uh, keep doing your thing, everybody. Thank you very much. Wow, it's All right, we appreciate commute. that, bro. Woo. Be careful on them roads, bro. Hello, who's this? This is Keisha. Hey, Keisha, get it off your chest, mama. I've been dating this brother for three years, and he keeps bringing my car home and not putting any gas in it. I don't understand. I cook, I clean, and and love him and all that stuff and he just will not fill up my tank at all he gets on my nerves with that shit. you won't fill up your tank you calling yes. him because he won't fill up my your gas, gas tank? tank it might have been an accident yes. might have forgot maybe he ain't got no money no no this is every day all day no I ain't gonna lie. I did that last night. Me and my wife about to get in an argument in about 30 minutes because she got to take the kids to school and I forgot to put gas in the tank and I know oh, it's man. on E and she gonna be waiting to the last minute. Ooh, we gonna get in an argument. My By the way, it's on E right you know, now. You know how lazy you gotta be to not exactly. uh, get gas in Jersey because you don't even gotta get out the car to pump your own gas you in Jersey. You forget sometimes. Though. It was just, raining just yesterday, man. I pouring. couldn't do it. <laughs> so what you gonna do, baby? Oh, she hung up. You hung up on her. No, she hung up. To go get gas. It's to go get gas. Hello, who's this? Oh my God! It's it, my name is Brandy. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hello. Oh my God! I'm so um. Hi, Charlemagne. Hey, boo. How are you? Oh my God! I love you so much. I've been listening to this show since I was in the eleventh grade. Oh my God! You've been you. listening to this since you've been eleventh grade. How, so, what grade are you in now? Oh, I'm a freshman in college. <laughs> okay, so you're in the 14th grade, 13th grade. <laughs> All right, that's not too bad. That's not making me feel too old this All morning. All right, so get it off your chest, mama. I am super irritated because I've been up since yesterday morning at 5 a.m. And I'm sorry, I just left the gym. And I've been in there for two hours, and I'm still not tired. What you on, What boo? did you take? Yeah, what did you on something? I don't know. I'm just not tired. I think this is insomnia. Our anxiety. Oh, probably anxiety. You know, Charlamagne... Ever since you've been talking about therapy, it making me thinking that I should go to therapy too because I think I have a lot of undiagnosed problems. I think, well, I think so, go, boo. I think that'd be smart. On? Because, you know, I'd be worried about what my friends are going to say. I don't want to be the crazy friend, you know? Well, guess what? You're going to go even crazier, and then you're going to really, your friends are going to really have something to talk about. Might as well nip it in the bud now. Yeah, you definitely should go, mama. You know what? You are right. Okay. Hi, Angela. I'm sorry that I didn't say hi to you before. I love you so much. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I got a sneaky suspicion that your friends probably already think you're the crazy friend. Yeah, I think so, too, mama. She might have had a lot of caffeine, too. Have you been drinking stuff with a lot of caffeine in it? See, I, use, I, work, at a, <laughs> I work at a coffee shop, and I kind of drink Okay, okay, now we got our finger on the post of the problem. We're trying to get things done. It seems like you got a lot Stop of energy. Just get everything done. You clean the house, vacuum, paint, oh, do yeah. everything. <laughs> okay, well, I'll talk to you. Well, I guess I won't talk to you guys later, but you guys have a good day. Okay? All right, have a great day, baby. All right. All right. Okay. Definitely the crazy friend. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is DaVinci the Don. I'm going to give a shout-out for waking up this morning. All right, enough said. Shout-out to The Breakfast Club, number one. Now, shout-out to you, man. We happy you woke up this morning, too. Thank you, Charlemagne the Guard, DJ Envy, Angela Lee. Oh, All right, Lord. bro. Thank you. Knew this had to happen. One day they're going to get your name right, <laughs> Yee. I just only been eight years, but one day. I got day, the one easiest day. name one out of all of them. One day they're going to get your yeah. name right, Yee. Hello, who's this? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Is that this Lorenzo? Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's going on, Envy? Good morning, uh, Charlemagne, and good morning, uh, Yee. What's happening? Right what's up, now. bro? Hey, listen, uh, nah, I'm, just, I'm just happy. Uh, my first time on the radio with you guys. I've been trying to give me trying to get with you guys since like January. But I just bought my first crib with my wife uh, this week. I'm only 26 years old. You know what I mean? 
I'm happy about that. It's and, a, uh, is, is some culturally clueless person listening saying, why is he excited about buying a crib? A crib? Cribs aren't a baby's crib? A house, man, a house. I know. A house. I know. Man. Cribs are exciting, too. That means you have a baby on the way. No, no, no. My, my, <laughs> I, I have one daughter. She's already a year, a year and a half. Okay, so no more crib for her. Well, congratulations on the crib, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Charlamagne, well, um, before I hang up, one question. I mean, I, it's been bothering me. Talk to me. Um, a few months ago, you were talking about that you were watching uh, your camera and you seen something pass you and yep. your camera and you were trying to figure out what it was. Did you ever find out what it was? Nope. Probably a spirit of some <laughs> sort, though. I've been getting visited <laughs> by spirits for years. Oh, damn. All right, then, my brother. That's all I wanted to say. Yes, all right, sir. brother. Hello, who's this? What's up, MV? Hey, what's up, Trav? Trav! Hey, Hey, boo. What's up, Charlamagne? What up, sis? We got Jesse Smullett next hour. I just think that you'd be excited about that for some reason. I'm not. Okay. um, (laughs) You don't like Jesse Smollett? I mean, I'm not excited. I'm not excited that he's coming up there, but I like him. He's he okay. I don't he just makes me think. He just makes me think of you because I think about that song from Empire. So what? I'm gay. What's wrong with you? What's up, Trap? Why you call this morning? I'm calling to talk about my, my, my city, man. West Philadelphia. Born okay. and raised on the playground is where I kicked it with all of the gays. Charlamagne <laughs> <laughs> is on one today. Charlamagne is on roll today, y'all. But I don't know if y'all heard about um, this triple shooting from these little 15 and 16-year-old boys that killed they killed one girl. She was 17 years old. Was and it right they, after the prom or something? Yeah, it was like, uh, was it? Was, I don't, I don't know if it was right after the prom. I just know that um, it was like late at night. It was like six teenagers standing on the corner, mm-hmm. which they always stand on the corner past 12 o'clock at night. I don't know where their parents be doing, but these little boys um, shot 27 times. Mm. Wow. Uh, out in the street and killed them. And West Philadelphia is getting. I mean, it's already been a jungle out here, but this is getting worse. And this. These little boys, man, and I be telling my little cousins and everything because my little cousins swear they goons, and I tell them they better stop it, and they're going to end up dead, or they'll end up in jail, and they don't want to be like that, man. So these kids really need to put the guns down, and if I find out who be out here shooting, I'm telling on y'all. You damn right you better tell. As you should. Don't, 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 don't Wow, this is so sad. Rest in peace to Sandria Williams. Williams, She was only 17 years old. She was caught in the crossfire. about to say her name, but yeah. So basically, um, man, we just gotta put the guns down, man. And absolutely, and don't believe in that no snitching policy. If you know who killed that little girl, man, tell man. They said twenty three yeah. shots yeah. in seven seconds. Why? I don't know. What was the reason? Did they give a reason, Trav? Well, nobody's uh, been arrested they, yet. Because you know, it's like literally like maybe five blocks from where I live. So that they said it's like these little neighborhoods that's beefing, and these little boys came from like my and these these blocks that be beefing. They literally be like. Two or three blocks away from each other. And beefing over nothing. Beefing over property they don't own. You know what I'm saying? They're saying it was just a petty dispute. Well, they said there's a $20,000 reward for uh, the arrest or conviction of anybody. So $20,000 reward. If you want uh, information, 215-546-TIPS. Again, it's 215-546-TIPS. Can you remain anonymous when you give you tips? Uh, well, you can remain anonymous, but you, I don't think you get the money. So if y'all don't want to tell, y'all tell me, and I'll tell, and I'll get the $20,000. Hey, but, but, yo, it ain't even about the money. I don't see how you can have that on your consciousness. I don't, see how you can have, I, don't, I don't see how you can know who did that and have that on your conscience and be cool. Yeah, that's I don't crazy. see how you sleep at night. Somebody know. But all right, y'all. Have a good day. Thanks, Trav. All right, Trav. All right, get it yeah. off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Nayib, we got rumors on the way? Yes, find out what NBA, well, former NBA player is saying, run me my money. Okay, we'll get into that when we come back. We'll find out. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Bill Cosby. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So just updating you on the outcome of Bill Cosby's conviction. He was convicted of sexual assault, and he will be sentenced on September 24th. Damn, already? Mm, September 24th? That's a far away. That's when he gets sentenced. What, three months? Yeah, usually it's quicker than that. Yeah, usually it is. Mm. It doesn't seem close. But he had asked to to get uh, sentencing delayed until the end of the year. But they decided September 24th. Now, his convictions on three counts of aggravated indecent assault, they said, will likely be combined into one charge, and that standard sentence will be five to ten years in prison. I don't see it happening. I think Bill going to die before then. I honestly do. Well, he's going to be 81. He's turning 81 in July. Yeah, I, I think Bill going to ask the Grim Reaper for the check way before September. Well, can he appeal after that so he can appeal and then be on house arrest again, and it'll take, a, a, I guess, another year or so? Yeah, oh. I'm sure he can. All right, well... Bill lived about four years too long, man. In the he meantime, he does have a GPS ago. monitoring bracelet, and he needs permission to leave the house. Oh, my God. He's not going nowhere. And even when he does Who? leave the house, he's Bill. only allowed to go visit Heaven his lawyers hell. or his doctor. So, there you have it. That's your update on Bill Cosby. Uh, Ray Sherman and Wiz Khalifa have announced a tour together. They're doing a co-headlining tour, The Dazed and Blazed, Summer 2018. <laughs> So that uh, starts July 21st in Detroit, and it's going to wrap up August 30th in Phoenix. That sounds like a fun tour. Yeah. Dazed and blazed. <laughs> yes. At least 15 felonies will, will happen on that tour. <laughs> now, that'll be Easily. too high. They'll be too high. They'll get arrested definitely for weed in some places mm-hmm. where you can't smoke at some points. All right, Ryan Seacrest, there was an uncomfortable moment. Now, he was hosting American Idol, and he mm-hmm. was having a conversation with Katy Perry, and it looks like they did not realize that the show was back live. And here is what their conversation was sounding like as Ryan Seacrest talked to Katy Perry in front of the other judges, Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan. The mom's pretty. My mom? Well... I hope the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Ooh. <laughs> you are too, but you're not a Yeah. Not yet. You want to talk about it? What? Don't I'm late too. Don't start. Don't start. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> that was good. Are we live? I think we're back. Are we back? Yes. Oh, we is back? this real TV? Oh, this is it. Oh. <laughs> okay, are, we, are we professional? <laughs> What am I missing? The only thing I can make out was uh, your mom's pretty. He said the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I heard all of that. And then, and, then a little said, flirty, flirty. and then he says, you're not a mom. And she said, not yet. And he said, do you want to talk about it? So that was the conversation. So Basically. what's the problem? It's flirting. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, the problem was that it looked like they didn't know they were back on the air. They were having this conversation, and they were saying it was very uncomfortable and awkward. But it does seem like she who? was joking right back along yeah. with him. Yeah, they were both flirting back and forth. and awkward for who? who t- Only thing that was awkward was that they didn't know they were back on the air, and they were having this com- mu- kind of mumbling. And was Ryan like, hey, we're back. Does he have a girlfriend? I don't know. I just think y'all not used to hearing Ryan Seacrest talk to a woman. That's what I think. Shut up, man. No, I'm serious, because he always just has, like, this blank slate when it comes Shut to sexuality. Up, I'm serious. That's what I think it is. He's always but, seen around with women. I don't ever see him with women, so I just think that y'all aren't used to seeing Ryan talk like that. We're, also, plus, not, we're plus, also not used to any type of error as far as not knowing the cameras are back rolling and you're having this mumbling conversation, not realize, realizing you're back live. He's so professional all the time. That's what I'm saying. Ryan is always, like, so robotic and always in host mode. You always see him saying the right thing, doing yeah. the right thing on stage. He, he That's a real moment from Ryan Seacrest. We're not used to hearing it. Also, I mean, 
that could also be kind of a setup to make it seem like it's real because you done TV a million and one times, Charlamagne. You know when you going back live. Yes, that's a fact. In that in that place. Also, him and Keith might be smashing already. We don't know. You're right. Us, but on American Idol, though, you're not gonna like joke around and pretend you don't know you're back live and you really uh, are. We've heard presidents mm. get caught out like that, know. like that. We've heard Jesse Jackson say he want to cut Barack Obama's balls off. He didn't know the mic was on. It happens. <laughs> it happens. All right, now Gilbert Arenas is saying that he wants his money. That's because he got a judgment against Laura Govan and still hasn't gotten paid $110,000 for his emotional distress. It's been almost two years when a judge ruled that she had to pay him. And now he is saying, give me my cash. So he's trying to get that. And that's uh, because he's saying that she spread a false rumor that he gave her an STD. So. Get your money, Gilbert. Drop on the clues bomb for Gilbert <laughs> Arenas. That's a petty Negro right there, boy. God dang it. That's why you can't give petty people that much money. All right? How much you owe them? $110,000. Pay up. And guess what? Matter of fact, all you're doing is giving me, giving me my money back, by the way. That's yeah. all you're technically doing, giving me my money back. Oh, you don't think she makes her own money? Mm, I'm sure she does, but I'm sure she makes a lot more from Gilbert Arenas. How much she get a month in child support? I don't think she gets that much from him hmm. at all. I'll look oh, yeah, because she just, took, he, yeah, he just took her back to court, didn't he? I don't think she gets a lot of money from him. So $110,000 is still a lot of money. Well, I, I know I know Gilbert has invested that kind of money in her over the years. So let me get that back. All right. Well, the money should be uh, for the kids, though, because they do have a lot of kids together. Not if you lied on me and said I got an STD. This money for me. Right. He's going to give it back to the kids. Yeah, it's going to go to him, get, and then he's going to give it right back to the kids. She gets less than $10,000 a month. How much? From him, she gets um, 7000 How many kids do they have? Lot. Huh? How many kids do they have? I think they have, what, four kids? Gimme me, man. Wow. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. That's a great attorney. Yeah, they attorney. have four kids together. 7,000, four kids? Gilbert mm-hmm. Arenas? Wow. All right. All right, well, that's your rumor report. When we come back from Empire, Jussie Smollett will be joining us. So we'll kick it with him when we come back. Don't move. Smollett. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Our guy. Actor, Jesse Smollett. Not just an actor, actor, activist, singer. singer. Thank you, Charlemagne. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. Yeah. We'll start off with that. And he's a sneaky donator because he donated to our uh, Change for Change. He didn't even tell us. He did it on a low. Yeah, I was just real quiet. Yeah, real quiet with that. We appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. We just have a look up. Man. We was like, is that Jesse Jesse? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse Smollett? Jesse Smollett? <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> now, welcome. You came in here with an entourage, sir. Is that the I did way, not, Is that y'all. the way you moving now? <laughs> you, 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 you had about 10, it looked like it, was like it was like a crowd, like 10 really? people. I like, Hello, Pot. I'm Kettle. Nice to meet you. <laughs> 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 what, you the star of some hit TV show or something? What's uh, going on? Something like that. Something like that. Or What's good, y'all? Everything's good. I know it feels good for you, though, because you have this tour uh-huh, right now. Uh-huh. We you got went the to, album out. Yeah, I just got um, I just got back from Germany and France. Every single date has been sold out. So wow. we start Oakland, uh, May 17th, mm-hmm. going back home to the Bay Area. Ooh. And then uh, New York and every everywhere, everywhere. Are you already thinking about life after Empire? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about life after Empire before Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I think also that once we got officially picked up for season five, it kind of hit me that I'm doing the right things mm-hmm. to kind of lay the lay the foundation for life after Empire because it can't be, as we know, nothing can last forever, especially something like a TV show. What did you expect when you got the part in Empire? Like, did you expect it to go that long? Do you think it was one season? 
What, what were your expectations? Honestly, didn't know. I've been doing this since I was four years old. A brother got his SAG card in 1987. Wow. So, I mean, I've been doing it for a minute, and sometimes you do things that are really successful that you didn't know was going to be successful, and sometimes you do things that you're like, yo, this is going to be dope. Right. And then just silence, and no one cares about it. So, you know, as an artist, I don't feel like you really want to make the assumption that something's going to be successful. I knew that it would be critically acclaimed, but I didn't really, I, honest to God, I went into it just being like, I'm going to get to work with these amazing people, Terrence and Taraji and Lee Daniels, and for that, you know, it's going to be all good. It's going to do something for my career. I just didn't know what. And how was it with season five? Because I'm sure everybody got an ego in some way, shape, or form. Because, like, I mean, because everybody's grown, right. like, in a, in, a, yeah. in a big way. Yeah, It's crazy. Um, season five, you know, we've been fighting for the show a lot. You know, we fight. We fight for storylines that we don't... We fight against storylines that we don't believe in. We fight for storylines that we do believe in. Mm -hmm. Lee says that he's officially woke up and he's coming home to, like, bring it bring it to what it needs to be. So really? season five is supposed to be... I just got off the phone with him when I was heading here. So, um, you know, we'll see. Season five is supposed to be real dope. So he hasn't be been hands-on. I'm sorry. Are you going to be directing more on yeah, season five? Yeah, I am. I officially got the word. I'm definitely going to be directing. Well, that's dope. Episodes. Congrats. Right, that's Thank what you. I'm talking Give me about. that bag. <laughs> Give me that direct the money. <laughs> Why do, you said you wanted to be? Did, did I read that correctly? You said you wanted to be the Black Barber Scrape hand. The the well, male also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the male part. I just saw the black part. <laughs> um, I just mean, I just mean by that. And it's funny because I was just saying yesterday. I was like, I'm not gonna say that no more because it's not about being like a, a black version of anybody. I just respect her as far as all that she's done and she's done it well. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to direct and. I, in music and acting and writing and things like that and still holding on to my voice as an activist. Mm -hmm. um, she's been able to do that and do it well. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the music because yes. I've been wondering when is Jesse going to put out a full album? And I'm sure there had to be some restraints on you being on a show like Empire because I know there's all kinds of deals. You have music that you do for the show. You mm -hmm. guys had albums for Empire. But did that restrict you from doing your own music oh, for hell a yeah. period of time? Hell yeah. And... Um, this is the thing, like, I was making music before Empire and releasing it. And I say this before with, with Triple Plastic, but whatever. It's still, <laughs> it, was still with, it was out there. Right. It was mine. You know what I'm saying? So I know how to do that with no budget at all. Now, thanks to my job at Empire, I got a little bit of a budget that I can do, but it's still, you know, so it's okay to be indie, and it works for me because mm -hmm. I feel like that's the type of artist that I have to be. I'm impatient, mm -hmm. and I don't do well with red tape. I thought you were signed. Uh, a, I was. I was signed to Columbia. Columbia, okay. And, and then I asked, I asked Fox to take my contract back. Mm -hmm. And there's no hard feelings. Just this, it was bullshit. It wasn't. It wasn't for me. You How know, you take it was, your contract back. You just, I don't want to do this. Because at the end of the day, Fox owned the contract. Gotcha. So they were able to take it back. Um, and I just cut a thing straight with them. I own my masters 100. Um, percent And for me, it was just a thing of being in a room. And I've said this so many times at this point. It's a thing about being in a room with like old, straight, white men, mm -hmm. and they're telling you what piece of your art that you created uh, should be heard by the people it was created for. Mm. Right. And it's like, to me, that doesn't make any sense, and it never did, it never will. You know, there are no Barry Gordys anymore. There are no... I mean, Puff is still, you know, doing his thing. He's, He's such a mogul, you know what I'm saying? Before, yeah. But it's not... It's a bunch of suits sitting in a room... And then the people that are A&R, like my A&R dude, Sean Holliday, he's dope as hell. He's dope as hell. But still, the people that were making the final decisions, it wasn't it wasn't for me. So you couldn't make the decision on what single you wanted to put out? No. 
Really? I couldn't make the decision over whether I was going to put out a single. So it was it was just a thing of I felt like with every single with every success of Empire as well as with every failure of Empire somehow my album took a hit and myself as an artist took a hit and it just wasn't it wasn't what music is supposed to be to me. You know what I'm saying? Like record companies that's cool. It works for people. Good for them. Mm-hmm. But for me it was just I'd rather it take me longer, mm-hmm. but it take me longer than it take, you know, than I'm listening to a bunch of people, and it's still not going to get released. They should allow you to release it during the show because it's going to do nothing but big the show up even more. But they put out their own, but yeah, they but put they out their their own, own stuff. They put out their own stuff. They put out their own stuff. So yeah, it's like it's indeed. like who's going to do it, Jesse or Jamal? Right. I'm right. always beat that <laughs> ball. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to um, have a head of a record label, would you rather be signed to Lucius or Cookie? Oh, that's a good question. I probably would be would rather be signed to Cookie because mm-hmm. she because she's creative, but she's also she feels like it feels like she's not like my way is the only way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll probably want to be signed to Cookie more. She's sweeter and she smells better. She you know. <laughs> now, did you and Michelle Obama pre-plan that little dance session? Nah, that was all improv. That was all improv. Wow. She's just cool as hell, and she was just like she rolled with it. She's just cool. She's cool. She's like auntie. She's auntie. I said when white when the White House used to be Wakanda, it was everything. It was everything. She's just dope. Like she don't care. She jams and she's she's just cool. She's real cool. You know, you met her before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's cool as hell. She's cool as hell. Having think- grown up and now seeing where you're at in life, are there people that you're amazed? Like I can't believe that I'm with Naomi Campbell walking the runway for her. You know, like does it ever sometimes hit you? Like damn, this is crazy yeah it still hits me i hope that it never stops hitting me Mm -hmm. because it's exciting to me you know what i'm saying like this is my life but you also can't take it too seriously growing up all of my idols i somehow have some sort of connection i mean minus my idols that are no longer with us but Mm -hmm. just like you know getting to meet buster rhymes or or you know hanging with lil kim that's mm-hmm. it. being able to call like Brandy or Monica on the phone. Like that's dope as hell. That's what the hell do you hell. and Buster Rhymes talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I just met him at Puff's party, and he was just cool as hell. He was like, "Yo, man, yo, yo," and he's just cool. He's yo. cool. That's Buster. <laughs> he's cool. He's cool. So just meeting all these people and seeing number one that they're normal people, mm-hmm. and also to me, kind of checking like, like Swizz and Alicia, for instance. Like they're just normal people. To me, it's cool to see that you don't have to be an asshole in order to be successful and have longevity. Mm -hmm. Somehow we have this idea that, you know, to be strong, to be powerful, to be whatever, you have to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. And to see people that are actually, you know, pretty good people, it makes you feel better. That's kind of what I take away from it. Well, you got to meet the newer artists. The newer artists are the assholes and the jerks. The guys and the girls that have been in the game a long time, they're usually cool. Usually the people that have longevity, you look at someone like Forrest Whitaker that came on the show, or Alfred Woodard, who I've known since I was 15 years old. They don't have to puff out their chest and prove anything because the proof is in the art. Angela Bassett, you look at her. Like, I just saw her last night, and she's just, every time I see her, she's auntie. Like, she's just so full of love, and it's those people that actually will have the careers forever, and the careers forever with respect. All right, we got more with Jesse Smollett. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. From Empire, we have Jesse Smollett in the building. How do you go back and forth from, from Jamal to Jesse when you perform? Do you, or is just you just go No, I don't. I mean, when I'm performing, here's the thing. is People do soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Empire is a soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? I'm not comparing myself to Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. but, like, she did The Bodyguard. She did Waiting to Exhale. She did The Preacher's Wife. 
if she sings those songs in concert, those are still Whitney Houston songs. True. So at the end of the day, if I'm singing good enough, no other man or woman has sung good enough. No one else has released that song. That's my song. So it's me playing Jamal when I'm in the show, but when I'm singing it, it's a Jussie Smollett song. So So you're in the bathroom, you're taking a piss, somebody walks in and goes, Jamal! Do you reply? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> First of all, I'm not replying if you say <laughs> Jussie. If you come in the bathroom and that has happened before, I'm not answering. Like, do not speak to me. You can speak to me, but don't, like, don't really speak to me in the bathroom. Right. There's two places that I'm just like, yo, like, I'm good. I love everybody. I never say no to a picture mm-hmm. unless I'm with my niece or my nephew. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, I don't want them to be with one uncle. And it's like, oh, I get all my time when I'm with Uncle Jockey. Right. But this is the norm for Uncle Jesse. Like, I have to set some sort of, you know, and people always understand that, and if they don't, this is my niece and my nephew. I can't help that. I love you, but I can't help that. Like, no one is more important than them. Um, but, yeah, like, don't talk to me in the bathroom if we at the urinal, yeah, and don't talk to me when I'm on the treadmill. One time I oh, literally man. was on the treadmill, and homeboy walked past me, and he's like this. With his phone. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the f? <laughs> what the f? And so I called him over. I was like, you know who I am? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, then you know that I'm cool as You could have just walked up and, like, just asked. But you were on the just, treadmill. Yeah, I was on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't way. even talk. I'm trying to concentrate. I got my headphones on. I know, then you got to take I'm like, this shit is hard off. enough. I don't want to be here. I want to be eating a donut. <laughs> and here you are. So but let's it's take, all good. Let's take it out the bathroom. You in Waffle House, right? And you. I won't like, be at a Waffle House. <laughs> Why you say Waffle House, man? <laughs> I won't be at a Waffle House. I won't be. All I'm trying to ask you is do you respond to Jamal? No, if someone comes up, okay. if a fan comes up and they're like, I love you, Jamal, I'm that's not a, a big right. deal to me. I'll just you, be like, Jesse, nice to meet you. But I'm not one of these people that's like, my name is Jesse Smollett. I do not want, like, right. it's it's what they know me as, and it's about, like, yesterday I saw Mark Paul Gosler, and I was like, yo, Zach Morris is here. <laughs> this wow. is what we know him yeah. as. It Zach happens word all the time. Up. You know what, what I'm saying? Like, it? it's, it's, and also... These people, it's it's love. Like they're not right. disrespecting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I see Mr. T, that's Mr. T. That's always Mr. That's Mr. Name, T. Though. I don't even know his, his real, real name. name? Yeah, Bless real him. Name? But why do you know Zach's real name? <laughs> you know he was on NYPD Blue and stuff, so I know who he is. Right. But when I see him, I'm like, you know, <laughs> that's Zach Morris. What can I do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. Do you still consider yourself an activist to your core? Absolutely. Or everything that I do. I can tell by your Waffle House response. Yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> not everything that I do. You know, it's not, all of this is not just for me. And it's the proceeds not, from your album, you're even donating mm-hmm. some of the proceeds. Proceeds of the tour. Of the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, are going to... Black uh, AIDS Institute. Black AIDS Institute. And Flint Kids. Mm-hmm. And, Flint Kids. Um, and some stops are even going to HRC. Right. So it's just about, you know, I've been so blessed. Was I've been it? so blessed. And I just think that you know, it doesn't stop here, and the work doesn't stop if I'm only able to take care of myself and I'm only able to take care of, like, my blood relatives, then well, what happens after, like, what's my legacy? Something else happens. And I don't need to... I, I I don't need to get on Instagram or Twitter and announce every time that I... That's why, like, I will do it silently because it's not... It's not something that's done for show. It's something right. that's done because it comes from my heart, and I really genuinely mean that. Like, I can't just sit by and watch bullshit happen and not do something, mm-hmm. especially with the platform. I've been given a very specific platform to represent a lot of different groups of people that I represent in real life. So for that, I'm not trying to take that for granted or take that lightly and just be like, well, I got a nice car. 
I got my mama a house. Who gives a f about you? Mm -hmm. That's not the way that it works. My mother, my mother, like, we grew up with Angela Davis. You know what I'm saying? My mother, that was one of her her friends and mentors. You know what I'm saying? Like growing really? up, when she was in the Bay Area, she she marched with Bobby Seale. She marched with Huey Newton. She That's who she is, mm -hmm. who she was, who she is. And I lead with my blackness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for that, I can't sit by and watch what's happening that hasn't just suddenly hap started happening. It's been happening. And just act like everything is fine because I'm on a Fox show. How did you get into acting? Like, what was the first thing that got you? And you got a lot of brothers and sisters, so what made you say, all right, this is what I want to do? And a talented family. Thank you. When I was little, they used to ask me what I wanted to be, and I said Kermit the Frog or Michael Jackson. Okay. So, Kermit or Michael? Kermit yeah. and Michael? All right. Yeah. Why Kermit? Because... Why Michael? I used to want to be Teen Wolf, so I'm not going to judge Kermit was the sh**. Yeah, Miss Piggy. Kermit, like, Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kermit, like, he was the leader of his pack. He was nice. Everybody liked him. He sang, he danced, he had a heart, you know, he was sensitive. He sips tea. Um, he sips tea. <laughs> um, you know, well, now he does. Uh, uh, you know, so it was just, I just, I love entertainers and I love entertainment, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like I found out very early on that I could make people happy. Mm -hmm. I think it also came from, like, the attention that I would get as a kid when I would perform, but I also, but I think that you kind of figure out what your gifts are when you're very young kind of know what your gifts are and there's never been a time that I ever wanted to do anything else there's never been a time and I've worked every job you could imagine mm -hmm. um real jobs like what um been a waiter I've been a clown at children's parties clown <laughs> literally <laughs> literally and I used to write songs for these little kids they would think that it was original and I was just switching them little names and putting it in um but <laughs> but i was a, i worked in retail mm -hmm. i did um i worked at a nonprofit named artists for new south africa mm -hmm. where i raised money for children infected and affected by hiv aids in south africa and in the states mm -hmm. um i've just been working there's i have not been unemployed since i was four years old mm -hmm. so it's like my whole thing was being it's fine to be a struggling artist, but I never wanted to be a broke ass artist that never that couldn't take care of himself. Um, and you just on all the broke ass artists. Nah, I mean here's the thing. I, don't get me wrong. I was broke as hell. Like that moment where you gotta you got seventeen dollars in your right. account. You gotta find three to deposit it so you could take a twenty out. I was there yeah. absolutely. Like this time five years ago, I was there, <laughs> but I still was supporting myself. I never asked. I've never asked anybody for money. Mm -hmm. I borrowed. I think I borrowed sixty dollars from my older brother one time in my life, and. I just, there's nothing wrong with borrowing. There's nothing wrong with having people be there for you because I have an incredible support system. But it's about making sure that you're holding down your own life. And mm -hmm. that's what I've always been taught to do. Give me know? that Kermit the Frog impersonation. I know you got I one. Can't do no Kermit. Come on, I know you happen. got one. I know you got one. You do a strong <laughs> Michael impression. You guys, <laughs> this is it, you guys. This is it. I want to hear more about this Angela Davis connection because somebody asked me yesterday, it was like, who is somebody you really want to interview? And I said, Angela Davis and Judy Bloom. Oh, so you actually used to kick it with Angela? Have yeah, I mean, still to this day, like wow. she's just she's she's amazing. She's she's got such a heart, and she she's the epitome of people trying to take her down simply for speaking what is true. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like what Reagan did to her in the eight, when he was governor of California in the 70s. It's just like we see all of that, and it's just it's a cycle that feeds itself, and we're seeing it come back around. She's still around, still talking, still speaking, still teaching. Yeah, well, I wonder why her presence isn't bigger. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the media stays away from her on purpose. But I think, though, that the media probably has always stayed away yeah. from her because she's a powerful voice. 
but we yeah. haven't stayed away from her. We know who she is. Yeah, we, we listen gotta, to her. We and amplify. you know what? Sometimes, this is my take on it, sometimes we don't need all of our voices in the media. We need to be able to hear them underground sometimes. Sometimes mm. we need to hear them speaking the truth so that people can't get to their words. You know what I'm saying? So that we know, we know how to tap into their words, but maybe they don't need it. They don't need that. They don't need our treasure all the time. All right, we got more with Jesse Smollett. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have from Empire, Jesse Smollett in the building. Charlamagne? When Jennifer Lewis was here, and I was like, do you think that sometimes, I love it too, you think sometimes we, as black people, tell our plans too much in public? Yes. <laughs> That's what we start with. I mean, and it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing because you want to reach the masses. And you you want to reach your sisters and brothers. And yeah. You talk louder, yeah. You want to reach, you know, our black and brown sisters and brothers. Like, you want us all to be able to speak. But at the same time, it is difficult because somehow what you say can be manipulated mm -hmm. through the media many times and kind of watered down. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've said so many things in, in interviews, and then I read the article, and I'm like, so out of everything that I said, y'all chose to make that the headline. Mm -hmm. And y'all chose to y'all chose to cut out that. A lot of the media would like to continue to talk about the fact that I'm gay versus talking about the fact that I'm black. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easier. It's a for them, certain, especially for white media, it's nicer to talk about that versus talking about the fact that I'm gay and I lead with my blackness. Y'all don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't talk about that. Y'all just want to talk about what is safe because you've seen it on Empire. Right. I like how you say you lead with your your, your blackness though, because I always wonder about that. Like, which I don't. Which struggle is more important? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how to how to even answer that. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't because n neither one is more important. Mm -hmm. But at the same time. I guess it's I, maybe it's because you can hide the fact that you're gay. Exactly. Maybe that's, that's yeah. what it is. Like when you say you, you know lead with saying? your blackness, you kind of ain't got no choice. I ain't got no you choice. Walk in the room, right? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I've never been, I I've never been pulled over by a cop. I don't think because I'm gay. Now that would be a you know what I'm saying. Sketch. We need to direct that film. Driving while gay. <laughs> Driving while. What did that even look like? Driving while gay. <laughs> and I don't want to minimize what it is to be like the struggle that that the LGBTQ community goes through because I'm a part of that struggle right. and I'm True a part indeed. of that community Absolutely. and proudly, you know what I'm saying? But it is a thing of somehow on paper, and I've said this, I said this, I spoke at the GLAAD Awards and people were looking at me like, please shut up. Because I said after marriage equality, after, you know, it got passed, you know, everybody could get married. Mm -hmm. Damn, well now on paper, white gay men are officially free. Mm -hmm. On paper. Mm -hmm. What do you it, mean white gay men are free? Like what's that? On paper, they are free. As soon as they got the okay to get married, on paper, basically everything that they were wanting yeah. came true. But as a black gay man, you still sitting out here like, but well, we still being yeah, shot. Exactly. I'm still black. Right. Like we still being killed. We're still having, you know, we're still having this happen to us. So whether I am gay or not, I'm still a black man, and that's just happening. You, know, you can check one civil liberty off, which is the marriage equality. But which is so important. More. Which is so important. Yeah. Like, let's make that clear. Mm -hmm. That's so important. And I'm not, again, I'm not minimizing the importance of that struggle. Because, again, I'm a part of that struggle. But I'm a part of so many struggles. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just one. What do you think uh, the biggest impact your character, Jamal, has had on the the whole America in as far as their perception of the LGBT community? I would like to believe that it just gave a different voice 
You know what I'm saying? That it somewhat showed, because we're on television, it's not a movie, it's not a reality show, it's nothing like that. We're able to have more time. We're able to go deeper into a character's, mm -hmm. what a character goes through. You're yes. able to, you know, maybe learn and appreciate the actor who plays him. You know what I'm saying? And what I've gone through. And somehow it's, I hate to say the word normalized, but somehow it's normalized, it's help. It's helped normalize who we are. That it's not some, like, let's look at a monkey in the zoo type of thing. Let's look at the gays live their life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, you it's know, not still, like that. Even five seasons later, we still always remember that first season. Mm -hmm. You know, when Lucius threw Jamal in the garbage and all of that. That still is something that, you know, and Lee Daniels talks about his own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Just to help people, how can you do that to a child? And not I think that it, the best way to get to someone is usually through their heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's the good thing. We can say what we want. Look, we know half of season two of Empire f***ing sucked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We know that know. shit. He's like, wait, I was on season two. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like season two. Huh? I think I like season two. But, season but, two at, the, great. but at the same time, at the same... <laughs> He's like, wait, Isn't that when the girl got killed at the end, the white girl? Oh, that's season no, three. No, that was season, that was the beginning of season three. Season three, we was back on. Okay. The end of season two got really good. The first couple episodes of season two, we kind of started <laughs> slipping. We started slipping. Um, but what the f*** we saying? Talking about Lee Daniels and how be dancing. Oh, yeah, like, I think the good thing about Empire is Empire is able to hold a mirror. Like, we're not preaching or anything like that. It's not an after-school special. We're holding a mirror up to people, and we're saying, yo, just look at yourself. Look at yourself. Are you Lucius? Are you Cookie? Are you Jamal? Are you Andre? Are you Haki? Who are you in this? Even and addressing mental illness. There's absolutely. So many different yeah. things we, that get we've addressed. Been, we've addressed mental illness. We've addressed homosexuality. We've addressed sexual fluidity. We've ex we've addressed you know incarceration, mass incarceration. Mm -hmm. What incarceration does to a family. We've addressed all of these things. And I think that in many ways, because Empire became such a huge phenomenon, that somehow it waters down the message. Right. And somehow people forget all of the incredible messages that are in the show. Right. And because it's so successful. And you know, you always want to turn on something that is extremely successful. You want to be like, nah, man, I ain't down with that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, you know, look deeper. You know, you know, what, I wanna, you know what I want to ask? You know, how did your family deal with, with when they found out that you were gay? I get a lot of emails mm -hmm. all the time where it says, yeah, my son wants to play with a doll. I tell him, put the doll down, play with G.I. Joe's, you know? And all my son... <laughs> Technically, G.I. Joe's are dogs. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Barbie dolls. <laughs> um, you know, my son wants to wear uh, a dress because he sees his mom wearing it or wants to wear shoes. Now, so put it down well, and sees do something. He's young thug wearing it. But I think that oh, we, yeah. as a society, though, put too much on sex. Mm. I mean, your son might be playing with a doll because he's going to grow up and be one of the most incredible designers on the face of the planet. Right. Sure. That doesn't make him gay. Let him figure out his shit. We have these Let ideas of what out. gender roles are supposed to be. It's like, a, women yes. do this and And it's this, it's this toxic masculinity. That's why I love the movie Moonlight. It wasn't about sexuality. It was about masculinity and all of the rules that are put on boys from the second that they're born. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, men don't grow up wanting to be homophobic. We're taught somehow that homophobia is the way to prove that you're not that way. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, in actuality, a true person that's truly secure as a man and truly secure in his sexuality, whatever that may be, is too busy worrying about his own mm -hmm. and worrying about who he's loving on to be worried about who I am. Right. See, the problem is we just ain't never seen enough gay men whipping somebody ass. When you see a gay man whip somebody ass... Well, I mean, Jamal <laughs> held that motherfucker <laughs> over the thing. He shot that n***. <laughs> 
D'Angelo. <laughs> he beat down his boyfriend. I mean, Jamal is the gay Tupac, y'all. Like, he is. You know no, what I'm don't forget on the um, uh, Michael K. Williams character. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, wait, yo, but let's not sleep on The Wire. Yes, mm-hmm. The To wire. me, The Wire is what there would be no Jamal Lyon mm-hmm. if it was not for Michael K. Williams and, and The Wire. They made it easier for us to get on network television. Mm-hmm. They were on cable. They made it easier, and they softened the blow for us to be able to put someone that like Jamal Lyon on network television. That wasn't even his storyline. He just television. happened to be It just gay, happened to be that way, and it wasn't thug. any... It was what it was. Right. It wasn't something that even need to, needed to be overly discussed. Right. It was what it was. You, you know what I'm saying? You ever read Soul of the Superior Man? No. You should read that. It's a good book. I mean, I think all guys should read it, but it just talk, talks about tapping into your uh, female divinity. I don't have no more female divinity than you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, we like, all got it. That's yeah, the exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's about, it's just about these roles. We've, we've come up with all of these bullshit roles that don't really exist. We've literally, they're man-made roles that do not exist. That's why it's always funny to me when people ask me, like, about my, like a relationship that I might be in. They'd be like, so who's the man, who's the woman? I'm like, this is the stupidest fucking question exactly. I've ever heard. Ask who's the top like, of the bottom. That's the f- the question. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the top and the bottom in your relationship, Charlamagne? Charlamagne is definitely the bottom. That is the yeah, question. It, it, it He's ambidextrous. Charlamagne is a power bottom. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's ambidextrous. <laughs> I, I can do either one. Huh? <laughs> He's a verse bottom. I'm a verse bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Hey, Thank you, can you tell Taraji we said congratulations? I definitely will, yeah. man. Please. I just saw her last night, yesterday, and the, the ring is beautiful. She's glowing, man. It's just so nice to to see somebody that's able to, like, hold her heart in the right way. We well, got Jesse, it. we appreciate you appreciate for joining us. Appreciate y'all, man. And you can come by anytime. Thank you. All Cheers. right, it's Jesse Smollett. It's the and Breakfast Club. Thank you. Good Get morning. on that some of my music tour. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So, Angie Martinez has a full interview with J. Cole that's about to drop. But in the meantime, she's given us some teasers. Mm-hmm. All right. And one thing that J. Cole talked about was Kanye West. Now, he talked about the conversation that he had with Kanye, and here's what he said. Yeah, I talked to him. Yeah. Did he, you not know that picture was going up? Of course not. Yeah. No, no way. Did you make the call or he made the call? No, nah, he called me, but oh. I would have never posted that or, like, tell him to post that. You know what I mean? I, right. I didn't, that made me feel a certain type of way. I told him that. He apologized right. for the record. It's not like I'm just saying this. Right. But then I told him, like, it felt like you, it felt like you just used my name in that very quick conversation for social media and for, like, to mm-hmm. keep your thing going, whatever you were, were doing. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, I just felt like... It wasn't sincere mm-hmm. because of that. Well I, will, I told y'all before that Kanye says he feels like uh, J. Cole is always dissing him. Right, he, actually he posted had, that they were having a conversation, we got love, and he posted that. Yeah, we actually had a conversation about J. Cole in our interview. That was when he told me he feel like J. Cole is always dissing him, but he took that part out. He had it to that. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, here is uh, J. Cole talking about more conversations with Kanye West. Here's what he said. I don't like talking about other people. I feel hesitant. To make it a blog going headline? for the public. Yeah. So I tread lightly if possible. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I would even feel comfortable taking it any distance, because like, yo, I didn't even ask. You put that out there and like. You put me in this. Yeah. And when he yeah. called me, he said, yo, he was like, man, I need you to hold me accountable. Keep me in check. Like, say whatever you got to say. Mm-hmm. Right. I need that. I feed off that. I, mm-hmm. Like, 
are you sure? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, I see this a certain way. How does he feel uh, uncomfortable talking about other people when he made 1985 and the other record talking about Wally and Kanye? I think he means on social media. He doesn't want to go on social media and do things just for attention. Oh. Is how I took it. So what's the difference between making a record and talking about somebody and getting attention I guess he feels the music is art. He also doesn't do Mm. a lot of interviews, and a lot of people will talk about their personal business in their music, but not necessarily tweet about it. Gotcha. Like, Jay-Z does the same thing. He tells a lot of his stuff in his music, but he's not necessarily going to take it to social media and talk about private conversations, how he feels about people, his relationship. And I feel like J. Cole is kind of the same way. Gotcha. He expresses himself in that way. Now, Mm -hmm. another thing that he talked about was... Cardi B. If you guys remember, Cardi B came on The Breakfast Club and she talked about the pressure of releasing her debut album, of course, before it came out. Can't have just one record and then next summer you just out here again. You gotta have, you gotta keep coming with them. No, I mean, there's the thing. A lot of people keep telling me like, damn, why she only put she only performed that song? Do she only got that one song out? And it's just like, y'all know I just put the song out like three months ago. Like, can I just work the record? Like, I got something, but it's like, it gotta. can I just put it out when right. this record just came out? I got something for you. I'm going to drop something in October. But just damn. <laughs> <laughs> just but, drop the album. I'm, I'm, just do it. Just, just no, they, do they, it. They don't hold I back. Too, yep. Yeah, just let it go. Let it fly. Well, J. Cole had this to say about Cardi B. When you first got back on Twitter, one of the first things you did, like, big up Cardi. I hope she received it right, but my point was like, well, I just she seen, did you know, receive I seen, it right. Like, I saw okay, her repost cool. it. Yeah, I talked yeah. to her in person too. Yeah. But you know, I just feel like people give her so much advice that it's like, I didn't know if I was just another, you know, I don't know her like that. So it's also like, yo. Man, you don't know if she with you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like, who are you to be giving me advice? But I, I saw her interview and I just seen, like, damn, they putting mad pressure on this girl to, like, try to beat herself. Like, mm-hmm. she had, like, the number one song in the country. It was the biggest song last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people were like, well, what's next? What about the album? And it's like, I know what it's like to be in those shoes. I want to just say something that's like, you already won. No, we weren't putting no pressure on that. We were just telling her, put the album out. That was the whole point. Was don't he, have any pressure. Just drop the album. Was he saying we were putting pressure yeah, people I don't think he meant pressure? I don't think he meant us. She felt, she felt she pressure, pressure from fans is mm. what it felt like. He, he, said, he said the interview. Well, yeah, no, well, that's where she talked about it because he tweeted the tweet was <laughs> also Cardi B I seen your breakfast club and if you loved it don't put all that pressure on your album you already won just drop and repeat you think J. Cole take a shot at you now? Kanye? Ooh. oh is this me? no I don't think he takes no. a shot no, I, think, I don't think he meant the breakfast club I think oh. he meant he meant okay. people that, people that, that, in that general pushing sure, you get personal because I felt the same way I was just like yo Cardi just drop the album like don't worry about topping Bodak Yellow just put the album out put the music out now Angie also asked him about breaking all these records for streaming and Spotify and all of that and actually breaking Drake's records and here's what happened Billboard records, Spotify you broke the Spotify record 64.5 million plays on Apple Music you beat Drake's views uh, that that held the record before that. Wow. Uh, 36.6 million plays on Spotify. He beat out, I guess, also Drake, More more Life. Do you hear from Drake when something like this happens? Yeah, he texts me. He says, I hate you. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You ain't shit. I'm coming for you? Yeah, I'm coming for my crowd? <laughs> just wait. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, stop all this beige on beige crime, all this biracial beef. First of all, let's be clear. Uh, the fight is fixed anyway, because when Drake album drops, he's going to shatter all those records again. I believe Okay, especially true. on Apple. You know that that fight is fixed. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Shout out to Angie Martinez. I wouldn't say that fight is fixed. Drake puts out that type of great music. He put Uh, out great music. God's Plan was number one for 17 weeks in a row. And that's a great record. Yeah, and so once that gets, if that's on the album, that's, it's, come on, you probably go ten times platinum in the first day. And then yeah. God's plan got dethroned by nice. Exactly, for what? God's plan was uh, nice <laughs> for what was up number one for how many weeks? Are those great records or not? 
Yeah, they had a great record. Okay. But the fight's still fixed. Well, Charlemagne, yes. who are you giving your donkey to? Who am I giving donkey today? Oh my god! Oh, this young lady named Jacqueline. No, we didn't. no, this is a good. This is a good moment to teach. Okay, we're gonna talk about thirst. Summer is here. All right, so we need to talk about thirst. We need to talk about borderline dehydration. All right. Okay. We'll get into that when we come back, and then you can get on the phones right now for Ask Yee eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need relationship advice, Yee's here for you. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne the devil. The Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey today from Wednesday, May 16th, goes to a young woman from Arizona named Jacqueline Adis. Okay, she, what? Stop talking over me, white man. She's 31 years old and was arrested on suspicion of stalking and harassing a man she met online. Uh, let me tell you something, man. We have all dealt with someone in our lives who just wasn't into us the way we were into them. Okay, it happens, but I was always taught to... You know, never make someone a priority if you only remain that option. Well, Jacqueline didn't get that memo at all, okay? In fact, Jacqueline is a harsh reminder to tell us that there is levels to thirst, okay? As humans, we all have a basic instinct when it comes to thirst, all right? A natural craving for fluids, but that's not the level of thirst I'm talking about. I'm talking continuous dehydration. I'm talking a deficit of total body water. I'm talking about the kind of dehydration that happens when free water loss exceeds free water intake. What are the causes of this kind of dehydration? Well, usually it's due to exercise, uh, disease, high environmental temperatures, but most commonly caused by a new love interest, okay? A new bay, or the prospect of a new bay can make the most hydrated amongst us thirsty, all right? And Jacqueline is just another example of that. See, Jacqueline met a man on a dating website. Uh, she said they went on a few dates, and Jacqueline immediately felt like she had met her soulmate. Whoa. <laughs> Here's the thing about that whole soulmate thing. Uh, both <laughs> parties have to feel that way, okay? If you feel like I'm your soulmate, and I feel like you just some chick I'm smashing for the summer, the fastest way to make me moonwalk out of this situation is to say to me, you're my soulmate. Do you realize you can scare a man away with that kind of talk too early? Go on a couple dates with a woman, and you know, and then, and then have that woman tell, tell you you want to get married. All right? So, so tell, tell, tell that man you want to have his baby. All right? Tell him you feel like y'all are soulmates, and then watch that man quickly fade away like an Avenger after Thanos gets all the Infinity Stones. Okay? Well, that's clearly what happened in this situation, but Jacqueline refused to fade the dust without a fight. Let's go to azfamily.com for the report, please. Woman accused of stalking and threatening a valley man she met online after they went on only one date. Police she blew up his phone with 65,000 text messages. Wow. Jacqueline Addis claims she went on three dates mm. with a Paradise Valley man oh, she met through an online dating service for millionaire matchmaking. Yeah. Court records say Addis sent the victim 65,000 text messages, <laughs> including threats to kill him, wear his body parts, and bathe in his blood. Addis okay. does not deny What's... the volume of text messages. She did, however, regret the nature of some of those messages. Addis said she never intended to hurt or scare the victim, and she doesn't blame him for her incarceration. Jacqueline Addis is being held in jail without bond. 65,000 text That's messages. That's crazy. 65,000 text messages. Like, how messages. do you even send? I don't even think I've sent that many text messages in my life. My man. I didn't even block her. My man, exactly. My man who was receiving <laughs> those texts. At what point do you decide you may need to block this number? <laughs> 65,000 texts, bruh. Crazy. I'm blocking your number if you talk spicy to me after three to four texts. 
All right, 65,000? Ladies, please don't ever come across this parched, all right? Remember Law 36 and the 48 Laws of Power, disdain things you cannot have, ignoring, ignoring them is the best revenge, all right? Get fly on his ass, all right? Just make sure you don't block him on social media so he can see you shining. Act like you're having a ball without him, and I guarantee he will hit you up. But whatever you do, don't sound like this, okay? This is Jacqueline Addis, live from jail. Sheesh. Let's hear what she had to say. I felt like I met my soulmate and everything was just the way it was. And I thought we would just do what everybody else did and we would just like get married and everything would be fine. But that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. You're not angry with him? No. Oh my God, no, I love him so much. I just want to love him so much, that's it. And if he doesn't like it, then I'll go home and I'll love my ex-boyfriend. What am I supposed to do? The point of love is to keep giving it. That's the math equation. It's love equals 3.3, which is infinity, times E equals MC squared, which is light. Light is forever. L, if love was a what? number, it would be three. So it's infinity times light, which is also infinity. So it's just forward, forever forward. And if you're selfish, you can't understand that because you want something in return. He's not giving me anything in return, and I still love him anyway. That's what love is. That's what the universe is supposed to be made of. When you're finding love, not everything is perfect. This was a journey, and I want to apologize because nobody would ever be more sorry. See, I don't understand, guys. <laughs> That's crazy. She's up that deal with that kind of crazy. Because that kind of crazy didn't just come out of nowhere, all right? It had to be a sign of that type of crazy when y'all first started kicking it with each other. I got a homeboy right now who's dealing with some crazy. And early, early, early on in the relationship, he found out that this young woman left her children in uh, her crib by by themselves so she could go check on her other dude at the club, right? What? Isn't that a sign of crazy? How old were the kids? Yeah, toddlers. So yes, that's, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Whoa. So when you when they show you that in the beginning, and then it escalates to things even worse, that's kind of your fault. Cause you had to see this type of crazy Those coming. Are red flags. Kids, this summer, remember there's a fine line between interest and stalking, and let's just all stay on the right side of that, okay? Uh, some donkey of the days just sell themselves. Please give Jacqueline I dis the bi- the biggest hee haw. <laughs> Now, now, did she say that he, she's just gonna go back to her ex? Did she say that? Play that type of crazy it, again. Right, play the crazy. Yeah, she said she's gonna go back to the ex. I did say that. I felt like I met my soulmate, and everything was just the way it was. And I thought we would just do what everybody else did, and we would just like get married, and everything would be fine. But that's not what happened. So you're not angry with him? No. Oh my God, no! I love him so much. I just want to love him so much. That's it. And if he doesn't like it, then I'll go home and I'll love my ex boyfriend. What am I supposed to what? do? What? <laughs> now, if I'm the ex-boyfriend, I got to beat up the new boyfriend, the, the oh, new guy. Um, what, what no, I'm sure the ex-boyfriend doesn't want her either. No, no, she, because I don't want, no, no, don't come back to me. She's Go, basically fi- saying, I'm trying to upgrade, but if the bank don't give me the loan, you know, I, I'm just going to stay in the car that I'm in, Mm-mm. okay? Mm-mm. I'm not going to buy a new car. That's basically what she's saying. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Sheesh. What kind Whew. of loser is this boy, ex-boyfriend? <laughs> Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can call Ye right now. She'll help you out with all your ish. Call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi. This is Christine. Hey, Mama. What's your question for Ye? So, I've been in a relationship for eight years. Um, I just got engaged a year now, um, and it's just a little, it just seemed more stressful to me. Being a stepmom, it's just a lot. 
<laughs> All right, so you got engaged, and now uh, he has kids. We've had custody of his son for five years now, and I guess just me being, not being able to have that one-on-one with my child, um, it's like I, I was blaming for cut, putting my life at a pause or you know, not being able to do what I have to do because of having to help him. And it caused a lot of strain in our relationship. And I don't want to get married if this conversation is going to continue to be brought up. You know? Okay, so you feel like you've been neglecting your own responsibilities with your daughter because you've been dealing with his family? Yeah, well, his responsibility because we have custody of his son. I just feel like my daughter's life was cut in half or put on pause, you know, and I'm just, I just miss those. I don't know what it's like to have your own child, you know, that those feelings. You well, know, you guys are I, about I, to be a blended family now. Yes. So it's I his mean, responsibility to love your daughter like that is his daughter, and his son is your son now. Yeah. You can't be looking at yeah. it like that's his kid and this is my kid. These are both of your children. And I, and I don't. It's just the fact, the love that I have for my daughter, I'm trying to give him, but it's just so hard. And it's been eight years y'all have been together? Yes, and we've had his son for five years. Okay, I mean, first of all, you have to think about, you know, the difficulty for his son. Why doesn't the mom have custody? She has six other children, six baby fathers. And when I found out about this little boy, I immediately said, you know, we need to do something, you know, because I don't want to be the mom that has the babysit because she want to go to the club every weekend. No, I don't. And listen, think about the extra love that his son must need because his mom was irresponsible. And what kind of toll that could take on him in life? My daughter. Mm hmm. That shouldn't take away from your child, though. You should be able to love both of these children. They both live in the home with you guys. That's his sister. That's her brother. And those are, that's your son and daughter. And that's his son and daughter. Right. And right. you have to stop it's looking at it like, this is my child. And listen, if there's things that you need to do with just you and your daughter, you should be able to take time to do those things. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I can't. I just can't. like he should be bonding with his son, you should be bonding with your daughter and spend some time with his son too. You know, he right, does need right. that maternal figure in his life. But stop separating whose kid is whose. These are your children right. together. Okay. So okay. if your child, even if these kids were both both of your blood children, when one of right. your kids needs some extra attention, they're going to get it from you, right? Right. You don't want them the to... The child is so closed off, though. He's going to open up. Well, you know why he's closed off? He's a child. Yeah. Look at what he's gone yeah. through. You know, having, yeah. you don't know what kind of trauma he suffered after being in the home, right. you know, with the other mother. Right. Right. Really, right. he needs your extra love, and he needs your daughter's love as well. You all need to yeah. be loving him. If you feel like he's closed off, make sure you keep those yeah. lines of communication open with him because it can't be easy for him. It's probably things he has no idea why he feels the way that he does or why he acts like he does. Right, and it becomes a lot stressful because he doesn't talk to his dad, he talks to me. Right. And I just, I don't, it's just a, it's just a As lot. a parent, you should love the fact mm-hmm. that he feels like he can talk to you. I do, I do, I really do. But I want him to have a relationship with his mom, but because the dad and the mom aren't being able to co-parent, it's stressful for me, you know? Because right. when I do want to be free, you know, his dad is like, well, I don't want him to go nowhere because I don't know nobody, you know? If you had a relationship with his mom, we'll be able to do that. He needs you know? to probably take some parenting classes because he needs to know what he needs to do as a father and step up to the plate. But all you can do is give as much love to these children as you possibly have yeah. to give them. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Just remember, yeah. these are innocent children. You love them right. both. Those are both your kids. 
Right, right. Well, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Good luck. I know it can be really stressful sometimes, but you have a great responsibility. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Frank. Frank, what's your question for Yee? I'm calling. Let's see. I got a girlfriend who cheated on me multiple Mm. times. Multiple times. Okay. But that's still your girlfriend. Yeah, she's still my girlfriend. And I really love her, but I just don't look at her the same. And I don't know how to get over her, you know what I'm saying? Her cheating on me. Well, you really... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every time I think about it, think about another man's penis being That's oh, exactly man. what happened. Oh, and her mouth. Oh, man. Well, you really love her, right? But that doesn't mean she's necessarily the right person for you. Now, let's figure this out. You said she's cheated on you multiple times with multiple people? Yes. And what is what is she saying about this? Does she want to even be with you? She act like she do. Okay, do you believe that she's still cheating on you? Um, No, not, in, not at the time, but she has her moments. Mm-hmm. She's a hoe. Oh, stop. Ho. Now, what reason did she give to you when you found out? Why did she tell you that she cheated so many times? Uh, one time it was drunk and I wasn't there. It's just, it's just Excuses. different things. She doesn't seem like she's ready to be in a relationship. So basically what you're saying, cut her loose. I'll say this, because a lot of people have stayed and guys can say whatever they want, but a lot of women have stayed with men who have cheated. A lot of men have stayed with women who have cheated. But in order for that relationship to work, her behavior has to change. Has her behavior changed? No. Okay, well, then she doesn't seem like she's making an effort. Because when you cheat on somebody, you have to try to gain their trust back if you want to be with that person. You have to show that you've improved, that you've made these differences in your life, and you want to be with that person because you're willing to sacrifice whatever it is that you have to. You're willing to suffer whatever discipline and punishment you have to suffer in order to prove that you are worthy of being with that person, and she's not doing that. All right. Thank you, Angela. All right. I'm sorry to hear that, man. about to call that hoe right now and, and tell her good morning. Don't call man. That's his girl still. That's a hoe. She ain't my girl no more. There you go. Oh, damn. There you go. Right, there you go. There you go. Up. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> damn, right, man. Back straight, chest out. You better out. stop that because when women, when men cheat on women, you be encouraging the women to stay. I do what? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I've stayed, listen, I've stayed with my woman and she's cheated on me, but he said multiple times. Right. Multiple. But here's my And, and when you even asked him what she doing now, he said probably cheating. Dump that hole. He's a little strong. <laughs> All right. Ask Yee, uh, 800-585-1051. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Michael Jordan and the docuseries that's on the way about him. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Rita Ora's new song has caused all kinds of controversy. The song is called Girls, and it, fe- it features Charlie XCX, uh, BB Rexa, and Cardi B. Now, here is the hook of the song in case you haven't heard it. Sometimes I just want to kiss girls. I just want to kiss, kiss girls. girls, girls, girls. Right now, here is um, Rita Ora's verse. I just want to give you guys back to We learned a lot of how to do it like we do it like we want to. We just know. We just know. I am excited. I'm open-minded. I'm 50-50 and I'm never going to hide it. You should know. All right. Now, here is Cardi B's verse. 
just for one night. One Girls night. just wanna have fun and have their fun right. Yeah. I mean, say my name, say my name, say my name. It tastes good just rolling up your tongue, right? I put the smack on your lips, so pucker up. We ain't never heard of you 'cause you ain't done enough. And I don't gotta introduce myself. I'm too sexy, I seduce myself. So the song is about girls kissing girls. Girls right. liking girls, yeah. No, K- Katy a- Perry did it better. No, it was offensive to the LGBTQ community. Why? Why? Now, Kalani posted, hate to be that guy, but there were many awkward slurs, quotes, and moments that were like word, word. And Kalani said, and don't make this personal. I have an incredible song out with one of the artists and would love to work with the other three as well. There were harmful lyrics, period. Love y'all. I missed it. Like, like what? what which one? Yeah, which one? Well, the problem is this, that they were, um, and the problem is they saying that that song is basically it's not fun to make a decision like some I don't need to drink wine to kiss girls because that was in the hook. She said, I've loved women my entire life. In other words, it's not a fun thing just to say, okay, I want to be, you know, kiss girls sometimes and kiss guys sometimes. People were offended. Now, Rita Ora has since apologized. She said, I'm sorry how I expressed myself and my song has hurt anyone. I would never intentionally cause harm to other LGBTQ people or anyone looking forward. I hope that continuing to express myself through my art will empower my fans to feel as proud of themselves as I'm learning to feel about who I am. And, you know, she just didn't mean any harm. She said it was representing her truth and an accurate account of a very real and honest experience that she has had. Now, Cardi B also has posted on Twitter, I know I have used words before that I wasn't aware that they are offensive to the LGBT community. I apologize for that. Not everybody knows the correct terms to use. I learned and I stopped using it. So this is is a mom of the Incredibles level of reaching because I don't hear the words unless unless we didn't play them just now. Yeah, I didn't hear the words. But I thought Cardi B has said before that she likes girls and she's into girls. Yeah, she has said that. I guess people were offended. Because they were saying things like, you know, sometimes I just want to drink wine and kiss girls. And, you know, just like a, I guess it's for people, it's a lifestyle choice. It's not like a fun thing. Where you I like Katy Perry. I kissed a girl and I like it, okay? That record was way better than uh, the record that Rita Ora just put out. I can't tell now. people what not to get offended by. I can tell if people what to like LGBTQ and not like, though. I don't think that Rita Ora record And this offended it. you. I don't know what to say. <clears throat> I mean. I think this is the most attention this Rita Ora record going to get. What a waste of a Cardi feature. Who else on that record? <laughs> Uh, Charlie XCX and Baby Rexa. What a waste Rexa. of a Charlie XCX feature. You don't even know the person's name. Baby Rexa feature. <laughs> I just hear a bunch of wasted features. That's oh all my I like. Goodness. My goodness. Don't worry, Rita. You're still pretty. All right, Netflix and ESPN have partnered up to do a Michael Jordan docuseries. It's called The Last Dance. It's going to chronicle the simultaneous rise of Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and how popular the NBA was during the 90s. And Jordan is participating in this, as well as other people who are very key figures from the Bulls championship teams. I'm here for that. There's going to be more than 500 hours of never-before-seen footage. That should be pretty interesting. Plus, uh, commentary from dozens of other sports luminaries should be pretty exciting. It's always weird watching those documentaries when you actually you actually were there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's our era. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's gonna be footage you've never seen before. So I'm excited about it. That should be interesting. It's directed by Jason here. He did the Fab Five also. I'd rather than put out some sneakers I've never seen before. Okay. 
All right, Meghan Markle. That. We're talking about this royal wedding that's going down this weekend on Saturday. There's all, all kinds of drama with her dad selling pictures to the paparazzi, and he said now that he is not going to go to the wedding. Well, he's back in the hospital now. Meghan Markle's dad, Thomas Markle, he's been having serious chest pains, and doctors are performing tests on him. They're saying that his heart was seriously damaged after he had a heart attack a week ago. So at first he said he wasn't going to go to the wedding. Now he said he does want to, but it looks like even if he does want to, he may not be able to because he's going to be in the hospital. So just giving you an update on that royal wedding that's going to be all over the place this weekend. When Cardi and Offset getting married, man? I keep telling y'all that's the real royal wedding. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Probably after the baby. Yeah, let them have the baby first. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, we have a birthday girl in here. Hey! Oh, that's right. Today is Taylor's birthday. My favorite person up here. She works with us. Taylor Gang. Say what's up to the people, Fun Taylor. Size what's up, guys? From Philly. It's her <laughs> birthday. How old are you today, Taylor? 27. 27 years old. Woo! You're getting old. <laughs> getting too old to be single. That's what my friend said. She was like, oh, that was rude to say. I didn't realize what you said. You know? Wow. <laughs> Didn't know, Taylor. Oh, my goodness. I know. You got three more good years of hoeing left. All right? Get it out your system I'm now. I'm not hoeing at all. Well, you need to. Get it out your system. <laughs> my okay. goodness. Happy birthday, Taylor. Thank you. What you doing for your birthday? Nothing. Uh, we all forgot. <laughs> working. On purpose. I am going to a spa day. And oh. then... <laughs> Where are you going to? Are you going the, to Air Ancient Baths? No, this is Brooklyn. Massage Envy? Hey. No. <laughs> no. Are you going to leave me hanging? You don't rock you with Massage, a massage Envy? I mean, no, I'm not. I'm going to, it's called Brooklyn Spa or something like that. Okay. Um, And then I'm going to get some dinner with my friends. You're paying for all that yourself, right? No, stop it. No. Oh, really? <laughs> New boo? New bae? Hmm? Always. Wow, you always have She just broke up with her boyfriend, by the way. Remember right. the guy she bought to the Black Panther premiere? The big goon-looking dude? Yes. Well, you know she broke up with her boyfriend. had all the guns on Because of you. Because really? <laughs> of me. That's not the reason. <laughs> See what you done did? I'm going to tell you what Blessings. Oh, my God. All right. People's Choice Mixes up next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning.